The role of boards in family-owned enterprises. Family-owned or family-led enterprises are the backbone of thriving economies across the world. Family-owned enterprises account for a majority of global companies. They actually provide 70% of global GDP and 60% of global employment, according to a recent study conducted by INSEAD. So these businesses are a key driver of global business and growth. Their long-term value creation is important for us all, for the global economy as a whole. However, long-term success of family-owned enterprises is not a given, and it is definitely not an easy task to succeed across multiple generations. There are many complexities involved when ownership of a business, management and family roles overlap. How can family enterprises, their owners, leaders and the next generation then cope and prepare for the long-term future? There are many challenges, but one of them is to have proper governance mechanisms and boards. Yet when we talk about boards and governance, we do so mainly with large listed organizations in mind. We want to change this and start a three-part podcast series where we look from different angles at boards or family-owned enterprises their governance and related topics. In this episode, we will focus on the role of boards in family-owned enterprises. I'm delighted to talk with Martin Roll. He's a global expert on family business and family office topics and a world-renowned C-level advisor and business school educator. Martin, thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. Thanks for having me. And I should tell our listeners, this one is slightly different than what we have done before. So this is the first podcast in a three-part series, all around looking at different aspects of boards of family-owned enterprises. So stay tuned in. Let's jump straight in, Martin. When we think and talk about boards, we mostly do so with large listed organizations in mind. Given the role and the importance of family-owned enterprises, it's a big omission, isn't it? Absolutely. But I think there's a natural reason for that, because family-owned or family-led businesses in general is less covered in the public debate and even in a business context. I mean, despite that, they're so prominent and they can drive a lot of impact. So I think modern corporate governance, which has really taken off for the last, let's say, 10 to 15 years has been very much viewed around public markets, institutions, shareholders, and so forth, and therefore to protect a large number of shareholders, including minority shareholders. So somehow family business and governance were not kind of glued together. They were not connected the same way as we have been used to in corporate governance. So what is then the role of boards in family-owned enterprises? And I mean, some of them are large. They're very large, larger than some listed organizations. Absolutely. I mean, by and large, corporate governance and boards is the same for family-owned enterprises, but there are a lot of differences. Of course, in a family business, the board must make sure that your business operation is aligned with the values and the goals. But here you're going to look at the owning family because in the end, the future and the fate, uh, the strategy of the business is, is done by the family. So you're going to listen very carefully to the family here. You would also find on a family business board that you might potentially have sometimes only family members sitting on the business board. And then over time, of course, you might have more independent directors. So you find that in family business and on family business boards, 
directors might also be owners and leaders in the same company. And that's something that you don't see the same way, for example, in publicly listed companies. The reason for the importance of that is that why would family firms survive over the long term? I think it's because they get succession right and they get renewal right, which is this constant innovation over time, sometimes evolution, sometimes revolution, because technology is changing, society is changing, competition is changing. But you also got to make sure that you got the right ownership. So, I mean, the role of the family business board is really, I would say, like a facilitator of a long-term journey and making sure that the company is changing along with time. So it's always fit for purpose. I mean, boards really matter and they can play a crucial role in the long-term success of family-owned enterprises, doesn't it? Absolutely. And as I said, succession planning, for example, is very, very important here because who are the owners of the firm? Who are the leaders? What is the strategy? So to have that kind of long-term view, that's where the family boards are, are very, very important. They serve a mission when it comes to the roles and the responsibilities on the board because you've got this owning family or sometimes several owning families. We talk about family branches and when it comes to family firms. Think about if you sit on a family business board, I mean, you're the one that's going to ask those difficult questions that's going to keep the business competitive, but sometimes also questions that maybe the family members, because they might have conflicts and disagreements, different aspirations for the business, which I think is only natural. And you might be the one that's going to be willing to advance those questions on the board meetings. I mean, in the end, the role of the board for long-term success, I guess it's about transparency and, and fairness. And you have a lot of those issues when it comes to family-owned firms, because Compared to public markets, maybe you have much more emotions and you have maybe a level of, I wouldn't say conflict, but maybe tensions between shareholders, between different generations. So you're also going to have that role, not that you're going to be part of it, but you're at least going to observe some of those personality conflicts, maybe concerns about nepotism or who is first, who got the right and all that. And so you make sure there's less abuse of power and you have that oversight that you can get on the board. So I think all in all, I mean, the role of the board is really, you know, to be part of stewardship. We, we talk a lot about stewardship when it comes to family firms, because stewardship is this notion that what really makes a family business successful over a very long time. And for example, here in, in Europe, where I'm sitting right now, we have a lot of old family firms that spans many, many generations across Europe. And that's because they, by and large, were very good at, at, when it comes to stewardship. Do family-owned enterprises need different structures and processes for their boards? I think you're going to mirror best practices from the global markets. But in the end, the board you're going to put together for a family-owned business board, of course, is going to mirror those intricacies that relate to that particular family. You probably might want to have more flexibility, and you have that flexibility because you're not bound by the same, let's say, SEC rules and monetary authority rules, unless, of course, that you are partly listed. And we see that with a lot of family firms, they sometimes have a minority or a larger portion listed on, on the markets. And there you have to be careful. But structure is good, but you just need to make sure that you often have more informal reporting lines. There could be quite many that could be complex because you almost have to intertwine between ownership, between family members and between management. So you have kind of more people involved, you have more reporting lines, you have a lot of informal communication going on because you have like family ownership and business interests are overlapping. 
And you also have emotions kind of involved. So you're going to look out for who's chairing it, who really has the power on the board. And of course, the role of the chair or any of the other directors can be quite important here when it comes to it. Our listeners always like really practical insights. What have you seen working in family-owned enterprises that larger listed organizations should think about and maybe implement? I think there are four things that comes to mind when it comes to family-run enterprises. And, and I'm very personally, as you know, I'm very passionate about family enterprises. But first of all, I think what we can learn from them is the long-term view. They tend to think generations, and it does not mean that they're not very nimble and very agile because they are competitive to the teeth, they are competing on market terms. But in family-owned enterprises, there is this underlying notion of a very long-term view. And I think we can learn from that, and we know about all the kind of the short-termism, and we talk about stakeholder yeah. value these years and all that. So that's one thing we can learn. I think we can also learn this proximity to owners and shareholders I think in family firms, of course, directors and in particular independent directors have to do the job to be right or so independent, but you just find some kind of a proximity to owners and to shareholders because they are really the family, those are the kind of the body and souls behind it. And I find at times it can become a little less informal and therefore you have a lot of good information exchange. Then family firms are very driven by purpose and often values and ethics and sometimes legacy. And I think that's very inspiring as well. And we all talk about purpose and we talk about yeah. the future of earth and society, but family firms, because it is related to the name, it's related to the legacy and the past, they are just very concerned about it. And I find that very inspiring too. And the last one is impact. A lot of family firms in the world are a force for good. And I think we can learn a lot by looking at the family firms. Because think about a family enterprise, it often comes from a region, from a town, from a city, from a culture somewhere. And they often, most often want to give back to that society where they come from. So therefore, impact have always been embedded in family enterprises in, in one way or the other. No, excellent. This is really, really thought-provoking. And I wholeheartedly agree, Martin, the number of times purpose is mentioned in boardrooms these days haven't heard this five years ago or even 10 years ago, let alone, yeah? Purpose has always been this kind of fluffy term, but as you said, it has really risen in, in importance. And I saw an article in Harvard Business View back in 2019, and it really talked about how purpose was important in terms of strategy, but also in terms of the bottom line and the broader KPIs. And they was demonstrated in that article that purpose actually matters. It's not only a nice slogan on the wall on the reception or in the chairman's office, but It is really something that carries a long way in terms of driving strategy forward. Maybe a last question before we have to wrap up. Are there specific challenges for boards in family-owned enterprises that are particularly important to pay attention to? Yeah, you're going to look at the difference between family and uh, non-family directors. And of course, if you're making space for outsiders, you're also going to give them that space. And at the same time, the outsider is also going to have that relation to the family. So that's one thing to look at. You also have to, as a director, to understand the history of the enterprise. As I said, legacy, and I often refer to kind of family firms as being a combination of past, present, and future. So you have to understand that. You have to respect the culture. You have to respect where the family firm is coming from. And, and often family members, for example, are the best ambassadors for the culture and the legacy and why the company is really around. And then you might have some different power relations. And as a director, you really have to be very focused on that because in a family enterprise, of course, there's a lot of entitlement and there's a sense of ownership and there's aspiration for ownership. 
And you're going to manage that as a board of directors because what you often find in family firms, because there are people behind it, <laughs> you find mm -hmm. a lot of emotions and I would say complexity and maybe the word tension that I used before. And, and you're going to navigate that. And also on an institutional board, the way that you often look at the CEO, whether the CEO is a family member or could be an outsider, and we see a lot of outsiders, non-family members being either the CEO or part of the top management team. I mean, the oversight and the governance when it comes to that CEO, the leadership team can be fairly different in a family firm. No, excellent. These are fantastic insights, Martin. We sadly have to wrap up for this first part. I always ask, what are the three things our listeners should take away from this podcast? The first one is that governance matters for family firms, but is often underestimated. And I would recommend family firms to start early, to adapt, to learn And then see governance as a journey and not an end state necessarily, because it's a great way to add new skills, get an outside perspective, freshen up, innovate and all of that by still keeping kind of checks and balances. Second part would be that family business boards are more informal. They're more complex to manage, to oversee. That I mean, the oversight is different. That It takes extra attention and skills to do that, but it can also be a very fun journey to do so. And then the third one, I mean, learn from family firms because they tend to have this kind of long-term view. They're more patient, but as I said, they're still very, very competitive. So, I mean, learn from the best practices in corporate governance, but also be willing to create your own model because all family firms are different in shape and outlook and culture and all of that. The famous quote to that is by Johan Andresen from FERT, which is a Norwegian family office, a former business family. And he said, we can be impatient for a very long time. What a nice way to end. Thank you. Thank you so much, Martin, for contributing to the BetterBots podcast series. My pleasure. How can we help you and your board? We at BetterBots are always delighted to hear from you. If you would like to have a chat, if you would like to learn more about what we actually do in our board evaluations, or if you are interested in contributing to the BetterBots podcast series, get in touch. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.